0: Hey, good morning, students. Man, hope this finds you doing well on this uh, this Monday morning. Man, thanks for tuning in to our daily devotionals that we're doing. And remember, we're we're kind of taking a break from, uh, I guess, the Psalms. We were walking through the Psalms every single day, but for the week of Easter, we're gonna take a different little route and uh, look at some of the last major events of Jesus's life, the last week of his life. Uh, basically, from when he comes into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday to when he ultimately rises again from the dead. Spoiler alert! There. Uh, but so yesterday we. Talked About Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And so I'd encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's. And uh, man, really, I I encourage you always to share our devotionals and stuff, especially in this time when uh, so many people just need encouragement. I mean, so many people need uh, just just something to kind of get their perspective and and their gaze off what's happening here, but on the things of God. And so, I I mean, I encourage you always to share it, but especially this week with uh, being Easter and just a week that means so much to our faith, as we're going to talk about throughout this week. Uh, Man, I'd encourage you to share that with someone. Share the devotional with someone, text it to them, and, uh, man, point them to Jesus in that way. And so today we're going to talk about uh, an event that every single gospel includes, well, or that Matthew, Mark, and Luke includes. Uh, they include in their story of the last week of Jesus' life, and it's the picture of Jesus cleansing the temple. And so I don't know if you have in your mind like a... Um, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you have in your mind like a, like a nice, cute little picture of Jesus, like Jesus is never ruffling any feathers or Jesus is never making anyone mad or anything like that, but you don't have to read the gospels for long at all to realize that if you have that picture of Jesus, that's actually an incorrect picture of the way Jesus does ministry. And it's not to say that Jesus is not loving. It's not to say Jesus is not merciful because he's absolutely all these things, but, but especially when it comes to religious elite people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those Um, uh, high up in the Jewish sect, I guess you could say man, Jesus is not afraid to tick some people off and Jesus is not afraid to, to make some people mad. And so Jesus comes into Jerusalem and he does that in Mark chapter 11 for we're gonna look at the gospel of Mark. We're gonna look at Mark's account again. Jesus comes into, the, into Jerusalem in Mark chapter 11 and basically the very next thing that he records is this cleansing of the temple. And Matthew and Luke do the same thing. Jesus comes into Jerusalem and then he cleanses the temple. So let's read this together and then let's talk about what we can learn from it. And, and remember our goal, this week as we told you yesterday our goal this week is that we would walk away by the end of the week just being amazed and being enamored at who Jesus is and what he's done for us okay so this is in Mark chapter 11 uh, verses 15 through 19 and it says this says and they came to Jerusalem and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold those who bought in the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons so don't miss what Jesus is doing there like when it says he came in to drive them out, like Jesus is running these people out of there. I mean, the Bible makes it clear that he's flipping tables. I mean, he's probably yelling at them to get out. I mean, this is unlike Jesus. This is not um, Jesus, let the little children come to me, right? This is not uh, Jesus being chill and Jesus talking. This is Jesus being pretty righteously angry here, angry at what's happening. So it says in verse 18. Or 16 it says he would not and he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple and he was teaching them saying to them is it not written my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations but you have made it a den of robbers and the chief priests and the scribes heard it and they were seeking a way to destroy him for they feared him because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching and, even, and when evening came, they went out to the city. So Jesus comes in and he comes to the temple to worship, to pray. And uh, you got to like my dog here. I'm sorry. He's, he's hanging out with us. And, uh, but he in, and he comes in to pray and he sees what's happening. He sees what's going on and it literally infuriates him. And you say, why does it make him mad? Well, it makes him mad because of what he quoted in verse 17. He quotes Isaiah 56 when he says this, "'Is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations?' So my house, the temple, is supposed to be a place that, man, you pray and you worship. But what he says is that the people have turned it into a den of robbers. And so Jesus comes in and will have absolutely none of it. He begins to overturn this stuff, begins to flip tables and say, man, we we need to restore this place to what it was supposed to be. We need to restore this temple to to really the ultimate purpose for it. And that was amazing about this is to consider what Jesus is going to do in his death, burial, and resurrection. Is Man, Jesus is, just like he flipped these tables upside down, j- Jesus is literally about to flip these people's religious world and perspective upside down. I, I mean, he is about to flip everything upside down. I mean, they've, for so long, they've been trying to keep these rules and keep these laws in order to attain salvation, in order to attain stuff and all these things. And yet what Jesus is about to do, in his death, burial, and resurrection, is Jesus is going to accomplish what they cannot accomplish for themselves. He, he's about to not negate the law, but fulfill the law. So instead of doing all these things, we trust in Jesus who has done them all for us. And so Jesus, just like he comes in here and really flips their temple world upside down, I Man, Jesus is about to flip the Jewish religion upside down. Je- Jesus is about to, and here's what's so cool, and what the, and this is what amazes me about the Book of Acts, especially, and what amazes me about the New Testament, is when you read the Gospels for so long, the the Jewish people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they look at Jesus as someone who's um who's messing up the Old Testament someone who's doing something different. And it's obvious that Jesus has an understanding of the Old Testament to them, but it's someone who is infringing upon uh, their Old Testament religion and the way that they used to worship God. But what's amazing is to see the perspective of the apostles change when you get to the book of Acts and the rest of the New Testament. And and the reason why it changes is they realize, okay, Jesus wasn't trying to just abolish the Old Testament. Jesus wasn't coming and bringing some of this new religion. No, but instead... Jesus is bringing and he is the fulfillment of everything that the Old Testament talked about. Jesus is not bringing, he is bringing something new, but he's bringing something that's fulfilling what the Old Testament has talked about. And I know that gets a little heavy, but I think that's so big in what's happening here is Jesus flips these tables. He comes in and says, guys, you're doing it wrong. This is not what my house is supposed to be about. And yet in his death, burial and resurrection, he's about to bring about really what Christianity is and really what walking with Jesus is all about. And so, man, Jesus is not really nice, Uh, picturesque Jesus here. It's pretty intense, Uh, but man, the picture of what he's doing is pretty amazing. Is Jesus is so angry at their self-righteousness. He's so frustrated at their self-righteousness that that he comes, he flips this world upside down, and he's beginning to do something new, and he's beginning to fulfill this in his death, burial, and resurrection. So, man, I hope, I hope, I hope that you hang out with us every single day this week for these Easter Easter devotionals. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to look at Jesus washing his disciples' feet, then we're going to look at the Last Supper, and then we're going to move towards the cross. And so, man, I love you. I miss you. Hey, Motivational Monday video is out now go check it out we had so much fun filming that thing it was awesome and uh, man i cannot wait to see you tomorrow for tell it all tuesday on instagram live and then invite someone to watch with you wednesday night and let's worship the lord together all right i love you man i'm thankful for you and i cannot wait to see you again thanks so much for listening the point is a ministry of first baptist church indian trail for high school students we offer life groups every sunday morning at 8 9 30 and 11 o'clock